0: This is Law for Community Workers on the Go, a podcast for community and health workers. In this episode, you will hear from Anissa Malhas, a civil lawyer from the Legal Aid New South Wales Prisoners Legal Service. She talks about how the Prisoners Legal Service helps prisoners with civil law problems. She also talks about how they assist families and community workers who are assisting prisoners. This episode was recorded in August
1: of 2019. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we're recording on today and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. My name is Kerry Wright and I work with the Legal Aid New South Wales Community Legal Education Team. Many of our listeners are probably aware of the Prisoners Legal Service, or the PLS, and may assume that it only helps prisoners with issues relating to their crime and custody arrangements, including parole. But today we're going to be talking about the PLS Civil Law Team and how it helps prisoners in New South Wales jails with their civil law problems. My guest today is Anissa, a lawyer with the Legal Aid New South Wales Prisoners Legal Service Civil Law Team. Hi, Anissa. Hi, Kerry. Um, So as you mentioned, I am the civil law solicitor at Prisoners Legal Service. So
0: along with the solicitors in my team, I provide civil law services to prisoners across New South Wales. It's in a variety of ways through face to face clinics, ABLs
1: or telephone calls. And it's for a range of civil law problems or what we like to say everyday legal problems. And why do you think this is important? Why does legal aid think that it's important to talk about civil law problems with prisoners? Prisoners tend to have a number of legal and
0: non-legal issues both before they go into custody and then when also when they are in custody. And if left alone they don't get advice about these issues they tend to compound and it has a real issue or impact on them when they get released from custody. Um, Prisoners have been identified as a priority client group for legal aid and we're trying to work within our existing resources to provide those services to a vulnerable group in the community.
1: I think the statistics tell us there's now just over 13,000 prisoners in New South Wales. How do you offer your services across so many prisons and to so many vulnerable people? So I
0: think uh, at last count there was just over 13,500 in New South Wales. So the Prisoners Legal Service is the main team at Legal Aid that assists prisoners. Um, We have a dedicated team at PJP, so a lot of referrals come in through to that team. But we also have, as I mentioned before, the solicitors across the division, so in regional offices as well, who provide outreach to the correctional centres on a weekly or fortnightly or monthly basis we also provide advice via abl and we provide some cle through our aboriginal Women living custody service as well so the prisoners are
1: assisted by not just prisoners legal service but throughout the whole legal aid as well mm. and i think uh, some of the community legal centers also operate in the prisons? Yes, that's correct. So um, we do have a good relationship
0: with a number of community legal centres and we alternate our outreach so we are on different days and we cross-refer as well.
1: And what if the prisoners don't speak English? How do you... Give advice to them?
0: So it's a bit tricky if we're on a face-to-face visit when we're already in custody um, so if we arrange an AVL or a telephone call we can book an interpreter um, who can assist us with that advice session.
1: And if the person's on parole or serving a community-based sentence can they get advice about their civil law problems through the PLS? Not so much through the Prisoner's Legal Service. So if they have been released
0: back into the community, they should be approaching their local legal aid office to make an appointment or to be directed in the most appropriate place to get some civil law advice. If they've got issues in relation to their parole, they can still contact Prisoner's Legal Service for some assistance with that for a crime solicitor.
1: And what are the main civil law problems that prisoners contact you about? It is pretty broad. We, we like to say anything that's not family or crime will often fall within civil. So
0: it's okay. issues that affect everyday life um, may have a civil legal remedy. We get contacted about a lot of legal problems, some of them to do with issues that arose before a client went into custody, some that have risen while they're in custody and some that are very prison specific. Some of the main ones that we get, we get a lot of requests for assistance in relation to the Department of Housing or, or tenancies. A lot of times people are arrested quite um, suddenly and they don't have time to notify their housing provider or pack up their belongings, debts, consumer leases, so for for everyday household goods that they've leased before they went into custody, and issues that that have arisen while they're in custody, so access to healthcare, um, medication, things like that. Personal injury matters come up a lot. Unfortunately, there are a lot of assaults in custody. We can give advice to the inmate and provide referrals, but unfortunately most personal injury matters fall outside of legal aid policy and guidelines. So we can provide some advice and direct them in the right place, but sometimes our level of assistance is quite restricted.
1: What if you're talking to the prisoner and you realise they need some family law advice as well? How does that work? So we've got a family law solicitor at prisoners legal service so we can refer to our colleague there. There
0: are also some community legal centres that go out and provide family law advice as well so we just find out what's the best or most appropriate referral for that client. A lot of times it's access to children so either access before they went into custody or while they've been in custody, if there's family law proceedings, divorce, things like that. It's not an area of law that I practice in so we just get some information and find out who we can refer to. And what about young people? Not my team directly. So we have got a children's legal service at Legal Aid and there is a specific children's civil law service as well. It's not my area, but we do have teams that assist young people in detention.
1: I guess the big question is how do prisoners get in touch with you? So there are a number of ways they can get in
0: touch. Legal Aid is a free call on their cattle phone, which is the common auto dial line. I think we are number 11. So if they call number 11, it's a free call and they can get directed to Prisoners Legal Service. They can also be referred via their family members. Families or friends can call Prisoners Legal Service and provide their name and their min and we can arrange to speak with them. We also get referrals through service and programs offices within the correctional centre and also community organisations as well. You've talked about AVL, what's AVL? So AVL stands for um, audio-visual link. Um, It's basically Skype. It's a video conferencing which allows us to communicate with the inmates in custody via video call. It's a lot quicker than to go out to visit someone in custody and we are able to generally spend more time speaking with them, which is good. A standard AVL is booked for 30 minutes, but we can make that shorter or longer depending on the circumstances. If the inmate's calling from the phone system, it gets cut out after 10 minutes for a legal call. That includes the time it takes for them to get through to us. So by the time they wait in the queue, often speak to reception to get transferred through, most of the time has been cut out. So if they're able to get to the phone in custody and call to get through and leave their name and min, we will then arrange to speak with them via ABL or telephone call. So do all the jails have AVL these days? So they do, some of them have more facilities than others. So sometimes you can put, book an AVL for the next day or the day after, sometimes it takes about a week because of the availability, but it's a it's a pretty good system that's been working quite well. It's easy to use, so it's easy for, for us to book ourselves and we get notifications if the inmate has moved so we can then make that booking again, whereas Previously, we wouldn't find out till the day of the avial that the client was no longer there anymore. So um, it definitely saves a lot of time.
1: So if a family member has been to visit one of their loved ones in who is in custody and they're concerned about them, can they call the prisoner's legal service? Yeah. So they can call um, the number that's on our
0: website. Unfortunately, without a written consent or authority, we won't be able to disclose any information back to that family member about that individual inmate. But we can. If they ha- they're raising some concerns or they want us to speak with the inmate, we can take their name and their, their min and arrange to speak with them. We can also give the family members procedural information about how, you know, how things work in custody because sometimes it's not a legal issue. It's just a procedural thing that they're just not aware of how to do things and we can provide that advice or information to them. Each centre sometimes operates differently as well um, so sometimes it can be a bit challenging just to kind of navigate how do I visit, how do I put money in someone's account, you know, is this normal if my family member can't contact me for this amount of days, you know, those sorts of things. Are they generally the questions that family members ask you? Um, a, lot, a lot to do with the policy, corrective services policy, those, we get a lot of them in relation to that but also if they think that their family member isn't receiving the correct food or diet or healthcare, medicine things like that.
1: What if they're trying to deal with issues that are I guess civil law problems that the inmates had that they're trying to deal with those things outside for them. For example, they've got a debt collector chasing them and can you help with that or how does that work? That does come up a lot as well. So often we get family members
0: saying, I've got these people calling me in relation to this debt or they're knocking on my door. Again, we can take the client or inmates details and arrange to speak with them to get some instructions.
1: Okay. And I guess they could go to a just another legal aid office and talk to a lawyer there
0: they could but if the debt is in the family members or the inmate's name the inmate is the one that needs to get that advice um of course they can get some advice about what to do and if the debt collectors are actually behaving appropriately but in relation to the actual debt that's something that the the inmates should get some advice about.
1: So do you get calls as well from community or health workers who might be linked to that prisoner in some way? Yeah, so we get get a number of calls from different community organisations
0: that provide various services and do various outreaches, sometimes to make referrals but sometimes also just to ask questions to see, you know, does this sound accurate, how do I navigate this
1: and we're always happy to help with those inquiries. What sort of legal problems do they ask you about generally?
0: It's gen. It's it's generally like the client is concerned about this. Is this something that you can help with? And it's it can be. What did I have the other day? Visa cancellation matters, or so things like their visa's been cancelled. But as a result of that, their classification has now changed in custody, and they can't go out to day release because they're an unlawful non-citizen. Whereas they were ele- they were actually out in the community working and studying, and that's now been revoked. And it's like, can they do that? But you know things like that if like all oh, the clients now being relocated to a regional correctional center their family members can't see them anymore can they get transferred back to a metro jail or my client says that he hasn't been able to speak with the, he hasn't had access to the telephone call or he's been in segregation for a, a longer period than he should be is
1: there anything we can do about that I understand there are special arrangements between revenue New South Wales and Centrelink with corrective services does this mean that people never come out of prison with fines or Centrelink debts? In an ideal world, that would be true. Yes, there
0: are um, arrangements between Centrelink and Revenue New South Wales, which is great. With Revenue New South Wales, it means that if an inmate has got fines, they will be placed on hold while they are in custody and for three months after they get released, which prevents any enforcement action while they are in custody. With Centrelink, it means that their payments get stopped, so it's good in that they won't accrue any debt or have to pay that money back. But it also has that flow on effect of if they've got any direct debits coming out of their account, we can cause their housing or their leases to go into arrears. So if there are any direct debits coming out of their account, it's a good idea to get in contact with Prisoners Legal Service and we can see if we can provide any assistance. Yeah. Do you normally just see people once and then that's the end of the matter? does vary from client to client. So a typical journey would be that either the client contacts Prisoners Legal Service or they're referred to us for some advice. Um, We'll arrange an AVL or a telephone call to speak with the client, get some further instructions and then see what we can do. If it's an area of law or something that we think we can assist with, we generally get some signed authorities from a client and then do some minor assistance. So it could be things like contacting a credit provider to see if they've started commencing proceedings to get money back. It could be contacting a housing provider to make sure everything's okay with the tenancy and then depending on what their issue is that kind of dictates where we go. So um, a lot of the times if it's in relation to a housing matter can advocate for the client to be absent for while they're in custody. So depending on what their circumstances are it could be assisting them with getting their rent reduced to $5 per week and getting their approved absence until they get released is to make sure they have got somewhere to go back. If it's going to be like, it looks like they're going to be in custody for a long period of time, it's assisting them with relinquishing that tenancy and then getting approved for reinstatement for when they get released and making sure they're not going to have any negative classifications or debts as a result of their incarceration. So sometimes it's a one-off. It's generally more of a minor assistance, extended legal assistance or a grant of aid matter. But if it's sometimes we do have that one off advice session it's not something we can assist with we we provide that initial advice close the file and or refer elsewhere
1: and if you're helping someone and they're in custody then they get out of custody and you you the matter's still ongoing what happens then do you still help them
0: yes yeah, so our assistance doesn't cease just because they've been released from custody so if we're Partway through their matter, we'll continue contacting the client as best we can. Um, Sometimes it can be really difficult when clients are released at short notice or released into homelessness. It's hard to maintain that contact, but we do everything we can to completely assist them with that issue, especially if we know they're on remand, so they don't know when they're going to be released. We'll try and get as many contact um, details as possible and confirm with the client that we're able to contact them through that either email address, mailing address or telephone number and then we make sure that we provide them with our details so they can give us a call when
1: they get released as well. Just to remind our listeners there's a number of links on the homepage for this podcast. This includes a link to the homepage of the Prisoners Legal Information Portal that Anissa just mentioned so you can see the topics prisoners can search through There'll also be links to our pages on the Legal Aid website around the Prisoner's Legal Service, uh, which will give you some other information. And we also have brochures about the Prisoner's Legal Service that people can order from our publications section. So, Anissa, are there particular community-based services that assist families that have a family member in jail in New South Wales?
0: main one that comes to mind for me is community restorative center it's an organization that provides services to people who have had contact with the criminal justice system and their family members there are also a number of more localized community organizations that are limited to different areas across new south wales but i think community restorative center is the main one that i'm aware of that provides services across the state
1: okay and i think they've got a number of resources as well as workers that assist families so they can look at their website so we'll include a link to the community restorative center as well okay so finally as you know Anissa, this podcast is for community and health workers so do you have two or three key messages you'd like to leave with them to remember about the prisoners legal service civil law team if in doubt i would say just contact
0: us if it's not a legal issue or it's not something that we can assist with, we'll always try and make an appropriate referral for the client. But I think it's always better to contact rather than to not contact. And we've got a whole range of experienced solicitors in a variety of legal areas of law. can provide some assistance. So if in doubt, contact and we'll do our best.
1: Thanks very much, Anissa, for sharing all this information about your valuable and unique service with us today. Bye. Bye. The links to everything mentioned in the episode today will be in the notes below.
0: If you enjoyed this or other episodes, please let us know by clicking the Tell Us What You Think link. Until next time, thanks so much from all of us here at the Community Legal Education Branch at Legal Aid New South Wales.